0: There was an 18th century German theologian, and forgive me, I just forgot his last name. I just checked and just, it's gone from my memory right now. But he had that claim that whatever Jesus did in his life, it was a failure. Because he did not really fulfill what the prophets foretold, the kingdom of God. Then 20th century theologian Albert Schweitzer Took upon the same theme, and he said Jesus basically fulfilled only the, the ethical stuff. You know, he was that moral teacher, but everything else is just kind of addition. You know, it's like almost like a fairy tale story. And they they were coming from the kind of a mindset that this is called the critical school. You know, historical Jesus, the quest for historical Jesus, was real Jesus or not? Was the resurrection, or this is just a made-up story? And they, those theologians, made a lot of confusion. Maybe they had good intentions, but they made a lot of confusion among the people. On the other hand, we have the lives of the saints who approach the scripture and the gospel, particularly about Jesus, with faith. And I'm talking about this because I would like to start with that notion of faith. And use just one example of saint, Saint Hildegard of Bingen, if you haven't heard about her. Great Saint is one of the four women doctors of the Church. She was the first one, 12th century. We can call her a Renaissance woman before the Renaissance. Uh, she was a Benedictine nun from the German Rhine region. And at the age of 42, she had a profound mystical experience that radically changed her life and understanding of her faith, her faith and the mission of the Church. She had that insight... Not of images, but of inspiration, insight, and infusion of knowledge about the meaning of Scripture and the whole content of faith. At just one instant, instance, she, re- she recorded the entire Scripture. And she could say the Scripture from memory. And she wrote about this too. An amazing woman. But the point of start for her was faith. And then God opened for her the Scripture. And the understanding. And I'm saying this because that's the question today in the gospel too. That Jesus opened the minds of the apostles to the understanding. But permit me to go a little bit more uh, slowly with a few points that I would like to make uh, referring to today's gospel. Because it's very rich. Uh, And we should learn a few lessons uh, from this particular gospel passage. Uh, Think about this first. People nowadays, they try to see things. We are very much inclined into scientific world. Unless I touch it, unless I see it, taste it, measure it, I will not believe. But that's not completely true because we believe the scientists and they believe also the instruments. And it's like you can have the chain of kind of like thing after thing. And there are a lot of things around us that we know they're out there and we cannot see them. Think about light, We don't see light, really. We see only the things that are in light, the light reflected in the things, the material world, but we cannot see. We cannot capture the light itself. Think about radio waves, radiation, gravity, the air we breathe. We cannot see many things, but we know that it's out there. We are immersed in it. And that's the same with faith. Jesus presents himself to the apostles, and it's very strange because people cannot recognize him. They cannot recognize him. But Jesus then is recognized when people have faith, and it's recognized particularly in the breaking of bread, which means in the Eucharist. That's the new form of being for Jesus. Jesus points the direction, if you want to see me, you have to look at the Eucharist, the breaking of bread. And always kind of also uh, I'm thinking about this, that Jesus did not appear after the resurrection to the people who persecuted him. Isn't that strange? Think about this. Pilate, who ordered the execution of Jesus, the high priest, the Sanhedrin, Jesus did not appear to them, only to those who had faith. Only to those who had faith. So faith is the key. And Jesus is real. Jesus is not a ghost. Jesus is not some ephemeral, fairy tale like character. That's what some modern theology sometimes, philosophers, they say. Jesus was just this kind of a figure, you know. He was kind of like God, but he was not God. Maybe he was not an even resurrected. He did something great, but was that really great? Jesus is real. He died on the cross and rose from the dead. And for that very reason, when he stands before the apostles in this particular scene that we hear in this gospel today, he says, touch and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Why did he do that? Because he had the marks of the nails on the hands and on the feet, to just to prove, look, this is me. I was really crucified. I died. And believe me, as the historians say, the Romans were quite good with executions. They really made sure that the patient on the cross was really dead. So it was impossible to come back from the dead. And yet, here he was. Jesus came back from the dead. He is truly risen. The other thing, so this is the, the one point I wanted to make Jesus is not a ghost, it's real. In body, but this glorified body. The second point, our religion is both bodily and spiritual. Jesus, by showing his hands and his feet and his bodily presence, shows how important is human body. That we are not separated from body and spirit. Sometimes people say, you know, it doesn't matter what I do to my body. Yes, it does, because we are connected It's unity. The biblical vision of the person is unitive. And that's what the church teaches about human body and spirit. We're not dualists. We do not separate. It all goes all together. So it's really important what we do to our body. And how we believe also in the resurrection of Jesus. Because Jesus shows this is the unity. Ultimately, you all are destined for resurrection. So you have to treat your body as the vessels of holiness. And you're going to grow in holiness through your body. The third thing thing that I wanted to mention here is that notion of faith in order to understand the Scripture. As Jesus said in the Gospel, or the Gospel says, He opened their minds to understand the Scripture. And to me it's like the, the major point. We cannot understand the Bible without faith. We cannot have faith, but we cannot have faith unless we are touched by grace. And for us Christians, grace is the fruit of the encounter with the risen Lord. Sounds complicated. We cannot have faith unless we are touched by grace. And for us, the grace is the fruit of the encounter with the risen Lord. It is not just some intellectual thing. It is really when we meet Jesus, our faith increases. And then we can understand what the Bible says. So sometimes people read the Bible and say, they say, I don't understand. This is horrible, horrible stories. I just heard that like a couple months ago, there's this, this woman that was sending me messages like, Father, I cannot understand this. This is so horrible, all these stories in the Bible. And I tried to say to her, listen, you know, take Jesus and the key to understanding is him. No, but those stories, Horrific. Jesus helps us to understand. If we want to understand the Bible, we have to look at Jesus and his church because the church is the mystical body of Christ and helps us to understand the scriptures. It is he who is going to open our minds to understand the scriptures, like in the gospel today. And there's one more point at the end of this gospel passage. Jesus said that is it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem and you are witnesses of these things. Once we find out about the resurrection, we cannot just keep it for ourselves. We cannot just keep it you know, to our families and just feel good, okay, we are saved. That's the message that we all have to go out and preach the good news to all the world. And this is the role of all of us, of all of us, not just priests, religious, missionaries, but all of us. We have to give witness to Christ. Following up upon this theme of of being witness, uh, Robert Cardinal Sarah, in the book titled Good God or Nothing, strongly recommend that book, beautiful book, so Cardinal Sarah says the renewal of the faith and of Christian life exists only in mission. And in this and this is the gift, a gift from God, who enlists us in his work of salvation. In the faith, if the faith is communicated generously, it is strengthened because one bears witness to the faith by handing it on. It is only when we share the faith that our faith is reinforced, is strengthened. But we have little faith, so we need to pray. We need to ask the Lord to open the Scripture for us, to open the understanding. We also have to come to the school of Mary, as St. John Paul II used to say. We come to the school of Mary, the Blessed Mother, to learn about her Son, and that the Blessed Mother may lead us to contemplate the beauty of the face of Christ and to experience the depths of Jesus' love. And through the very hands of the Mother of the Redeemer, we may come to possess a divine knowledge of Christ and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, so that we too, according to the command of Jesus, may become the witnesses of hope in resurrection. Amen.